Welcome to Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. I'm your host, Crystal Andrus Morissette, founder of the SWAT Institute. Women are being called right now to help heal this world. And it's time for a radio podcast that shows the how we're going to do just that, empowering one woman at a time. Now let's get to it. Welcome, everyone. Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette. I'm so excited to be here with you today. It is Friday, June 28th. We are headed into our Canadian long weekend. Um, So going to be good times this weekend, nice weather. And for those of you that are American, I know you've got your big 4th of July coming up next. I think it's next weekend you guys celebrate. So lots of celebration in the air. And today I would love to be able to support you if you're listening maybe for the first time. Thank you for joining us. Every week we try to do this on our private conference line. If you would like to actually call in and not just be a listener, you can join us by calling in. We call it In the Vault. You'll be in the vault because it's a really private conference line. And you pop your name and your email in. We'll send you the call-in details. There's local numbers from almost all over the world. You can even call in through the web. So we have this amazing opportunity to do some coaching, to be able to chat, to be able to give each other the support that we need, and for me to be able to show you what the empowerment process is all about. Because the empowerment process really is a neat, neat isn't even the word for it. It's it's a fascinating, brilliant um, process that helps shift whoever it is that we're coaching into really a higher level of consciousness and more empowered. You feel more powerful. You're turning the lights up, so to speak, so that you may still look at that same situation that you're going through, but now you have a different perspective. You know, I think it was Albert Einstein that said, you can never solve a problem from the same energy that created it. And so we literally take that seriously and we we know that we are all energy beings we we literally are energy beings if you were to take your hand that looks like matter it looks like solid matter and you were to put your hand under a microscope and zoom down on it yes you would see the top level is cellular yep the skin skin is our biggest organ in our body and it's made up of cells but if we kind of zoomed in even beyond the cellular level deeper Science tells us that we are all, in fact, made up of billions of little atoms. We learned this in high school science. We're made up of all these little billions of atoms, and those atoms are actually 99.9999% empty. So, like, what are we made of? Well, those little empty little bundles of, or atoms are made up of little bundles of vibrating energy, literally energy. And Emotions have energy. If you think about music, there's high notes. They have a high frequency, so it actually vibrates at a higher frequency. So everything in the world is actually created of mat of, of energy. Actually, Albert Einstein said matter and energy are perfectly interchangeable. So a little bit of matter can actually be a huge amount of energy. And we know, and I'm sure you've had it, times where you've just felt great. You felt empowered. You felt strong. You felt courageous. You had self-love. And you just felt bright and light. You literally felt lighter emotionally. And, of course, we've all had times where we've been through, you know, tough times we emotionally feel heavier, like we literally feel physically heavier when we feel like we're emotionally carrying the weight of the world. So part of what we do is we help to just first meet you where you're at, 
you know, whatever it is that you've gone through, and if you've been traumatized or you've been through tragedy, you can't help but carry some some slow, low, sad energy inside of you. And part of what we do is we meet you where you're at and we start to be able to shift one level at a time by almost rewriting that same story, recontextualizing that same story. So there could be a, a something that you've been through that caused you deep shame. Well, we know that shame is the lowest resonating emotional energy that we can be living in. And we've all had things that have happened, but you know, shame is actually a social emotion. You weren't born with shame. Shame and guilt, we know psychologists have determined that these are actually social emotions. It's sort of like what our tribe does to keep us in line. So we, we get shamed and we feel guilty and then that's what keeps us small. It keeps us you know, and it, I don't think it's done intentionally. No one sets out to, you know, make their kids feel ashamed or to to guilt your kids. But I think so many of us, we don't even realize it. And we are these little, bright, beautiful, amazing children. We don't carry shame and guilt. Fear is a natural. Fear is an inborn. That's But it's a smart. Fear is supposed to protect you, get you out of a... a tough situation fast you're not meant to live in fear you're meant to like oh that's scary that's for a reason that just scared me I need to get the hell out of dodge I need to move I need to get out of this situation that's what fear is intended to do but what happens for so many of us is we've actually we carry so much shame and guilt and sorrow and grieving and we want to be happier we want to look at a situation through higher resonating lenses or a better perspective but until we rewrite those stories, even if we're just rewriting them in our own brain, it's really hard to get out of the funk or to get out of the muck, or it's really hard to climb out of that place. So part of what we do as empowerment coaches is we have the tools and the processes to continue helping you rise one level at a time until one day that same story that once maybe caused you fear or sorrow or guilt, or even shame, now can actually be a story that gives you courage. It allows you to, you know, as you really start to rewrite those stories, and you step back into your power, into your truth of who you really are, you start to realize that you have this spirit inside of you, this willing spirit, where there's a will, there's a way. And once you get into that place of willingness, and acceptance, and self-love, man, you can rewrite your life in a really powerful and profound way. So I would love to do some coaching with you. If you're on in the conference line right now and you're thinking this could be your day, all you have to do is press star two on your keypad and you'll go in the queue. I'll see that you raised your hand and we'll do some coaching. So we're going to go to the phone lines right away because we already have someone who's raised their hands and I'd love to be able to support you. Who has raised who? Who's there right now? All you have to say is hello. I know I can see you. You've Hello? raised. Hey, how are you? I, I hear you. Are you there? I can hear you. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. Great. Who's this? This is Willow. 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 Willow, Willow, Willow. I love your name, Willow. 
Willa, what can I do to support you today? What's going on for you? Um, so you've been a part uh, of my journey for a long time, for like the last couple of years. And um, this year, um, this like coming week is a year since um, I was rescued from trafficking. Yeah. And um, Well, let's talk about that for a minute, because anyone that's just listening right now for the first time who doesn't know you, um, doesn't know your story, and, and you really do, my goodness, Willow, you need to be writing a book one day, because of, I mean, it's 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 just uh, what you've been through is just, uh, just terrible. So you, a year ago, were rescued from sex trafficking. Can you tell us a little bit about your story? Um, so I uh, was trafficked by my mom uh, since I was four. Mm. And um, from 2015 to 2018, it was kind of different, um, where it was more... They just kept finding me and, like, raping me and beating me. So, well, um, let's, so let's take a deep so breath because this is, like, this is your life. But for everyone listening right now, it's like, what? Holy, this is one of those real-life stories of someone who who was sex trafficked by her your own mother. Let's go back. Like, let's talk about your mom. And your mom has passed. Didn't she not recently pass? Uh, yeah, she uh, passed in 2017. And how did she die? Um, she was murdered. Willow, my goodness. Willow, what a story, what a life that you've lived. So you're a little girl, you're four years old, and, and how does that start? What did your mother do? Where did, you, where did your mother come from? What was her life like? Um, so recently, uh, I was given letters from my mom that I never um, knew that she wrote um, by my biological grandma. And um, we've also had court cases. Um, the FBI has been a really big part recently. Um, and we had found out that my biological grandma um, was dating my father and like, mind you, my my mom's like, um, he, she would only been like 37, I think. Mm -hmm. um, she had me when she was 15. Mm -hmm. So my dad is almost 60. He'll be 60 this coming year. Um, so like, you can do the math and find out the difference between the ages. So she, he was actually dating my my biological grandma and my biological grandma actually sold my mom um which my grandma I don't know if she's naive if she's ignorant if she truly does not know what human trafficking is but she or if she's just playing dumb and like lying just being a flat-out liar but she claims that she did not know what was truly happening? So, okay. So uh, your mom is a, is a, a little girl, really. Let's, she's just a young girl. Your grandma is dating a guy and that guy gets your mother pregnant. Yeah. 
that that man who so your mom's 37 and he's 60 like this guy is like 27 years older than her whatever it was uh, i can't do the math fast but um so your mom's a teenage girl and your grandmother sells your mother into sex trafficking when she's just a teenager yeah, when she was 15. When she was 15. And when you say your grandmother says she really doesn't know, how does she not know she's giving her daughter? And what do you mean? Like, how would you, this is all like you got to realize this is your life, but this needs this story needs to be told and heard. Um, that's the way we that's how we shine light on these things and we can make changes and implement changes. So was your when you say your mother sold her, did your mother like let her go off and get married? Did she marry her off to an older man? Or what do you mean? Like, what does that mean? Um, so my, my father literally paid my, my grandma for my mom and my grandma disappeared. Like I never even met my grandma, um, in person because we like me and my brothers grew up believing that she just abandoned our family. Mm. But the truth mm. of the matter is she, she I mean, whether she wanted to like purposely do it or if she truly didn't know what she was, which I really don't believe, but that's what she says. Um, she still took money for her daughter and caused her daughter along with three of her grandchildren to be trafficked for so, years. So your so, grandmother sold your mother as a teenager. Your mother gets pregnant with you at 15 she then, by the time you're only a precious little baby, a little four-year-old, your mother is now selling you to men for sex. Yeah. Well, God bless you. My God, you poor thing. Oh, my God. And so how, so you, you, you live this insanely horrid life. And then when you said something changed at like 2015, what was that that changed? Um, so I graduated, like I did go to school and, um, like school was my escape, um, because like that was the only thing good in my life that I had to hold on to. So I graduated early in December of 2015 and, um, the weekend that I graduated, I packed a couple bags and I pretty much ran away and moved in with my friend, mm -hmm. um, and her mom. Um, and I mean, I didn't talk to my mom, like really, ever, I mean, after that. So I started working and I was also pregnant myself at that time. Um, and Willa, how and old are you? Working. How, how old are you right now? I'm 21, about to be 22 this on July 14th. Oh, I'm so glad you found me. I don't know how you found me, but I am so glad you found me. And are you not going to school now? Like, are you not now in taking law? Like, are you not trying to become a lawyer or something? Yeah. Well, yeah, um, I'm going to be graduated in July as well. Oh, look what you've done. Look what you've done for yourself. So you graduated high school. And I think this is what a lot of people don't realize because I certainly was not sold at four years old um, and my mother wasn't murdered and I didn't go through what you went through 
I didn't even complete compare it in the slightest. I did, though, however, um, when my parents split up, when my parents, when I was 12, I was badly sexually abused by multiple different men that my mother would bring in. It's same thing. Like, where, where, why were you not protecting us? And my sister was four years old and she was being sexually abused. And my mother was just like completely not there for us. And people don't get it. You're still going to school. You're still, you're, you're so pretty. And Willow, I've seen pictures of you and you're just a beautiful girl. And so you're going to school. And did anyone at school know, or was this just the insanity that you lived with and you knew how to keep it a secret like I did? Um, I, nobody knew. Um, I mean, I never even told anybody until last year well, it was in 2017. Um, but my teachers, like people at school knew that there was abuse going on. Um, just because, well, like more early on, um, just because they saw like marks, um, they saw like physical signs. Um, and they did call child protective services. But um, where I'm from, they schedule a they schedule a time like they called my mom um, to schedule a time to meet with us each time. So <laughs> and to me that's the stupidest thing ever. Yeah, because you're obviously you can put on a great facade if you know someone's coming at five o'clock on Tuesday. Your house gets cleaned up and mom acts lovely yeah. and everybody's acts normal. Yep, and I mean they told she told us like. We had the same story. Like, she told us what to tell them. Yeah. So, like, um, I covered up for my mom, um, definitely. So, um, I mean, I pretty much just allowed it to happen, but... Well, you were um, a child. You didn't, you didn't allow it to happen. You, you were a child. You didn't have any... You had no control over it. You were a victim. You were being victimized. You were a child. You weren't protected, and you were doing what you were told because that's your one person that you... That's your mom. So I get it. I've protected my mom for so much of my life, and when I stopped protecting her, holy Hannah, she went crazy on me for even letting a few of the secrets out, just even small secrets out. So so you say you, you left home and then you, you said they kept finding you. So was it the men that had been abusing you? They, they, they still considered you their property and they were going to find you or what? Yeah, um, and it started with my mom being involved as well. Um, like the first, I remember the first time um, I was at work and I was working at Subway and um, closing shifts. So like it was dark out when I left in the, I mean, my mom was in the SUV. Like they, I was walking to my car and they came up behind me and took me in their car and my mom was in the back seat. So it started where my mom came with them. Um, and then after my mom passed away, um, it was just them. Oh my God. So Willow, when your how how did you find how was your mother killed? What happened? Like this is just Willow. Whoa. So what happened? How was your mother killed? And then how did you finally get free, free? And I know you've been you've had the the FBI and the police are involved now. You've had 
your identity changed, you're, you know, you're on a new path and you're safe. I know we'll talk a little bit about your brothers because I think your one brother ended up committing suicide, did he not? Yes. Willow, like, um, it's just, it's like these stories that people almost find hard to believe, but it's so real and it's so, it's so horrific and you're, you're, you've lived it, you're living it. Yeah, gosh. Yeah, um, they they shot my mom, and I didn't find out. Um, actually, they made it look like uh, they presented it like a suicide. Um, so when I got the phone, I didn't even get the phone call, um, which my, my biological grandma is the one that called me to tell me. So I didn't even know until the day before my birthday, which was four days later, Um and they presented it. They presented it as she killed herself. Um, and then once it was investigated, I mean, it was pretty clear. Um, like the detectives and stuff, kind of knew like right off the bat yeah. that the way the things were placed, um, it was definitely not. It was just how they. Um, yeah, they killed her. Set it up. Yeah. Yeah. So you lost your mom. You've lost your brother. And how is your other brother doing? Um, he is struggling. He's dry bad. Um, how old is he? He is actually in. Um, he he turned twelve in May. Twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's in a mental, long-term rehabilitation center because he. Uh, is doing he's doing better now but he was doing very bad i bet i bet like what what are the you know like he's lost his his mother's been killed his brother's committed suicide he's lived through just all he has ever seen is horror and my gosh and and how are you um, that's why I wanted to do coaching because I feel like, like to be honest, I feel like when you have your life portrayed like you're handling everything well and like you're acting like you're okay all the time, um, like I'm holding basically two and a half jobs, I'm going to school full time, I'm almost going to be graduated. Um, I just started a nonprofit myself. Like I'm trying to do all these things to make it look like I'm doing great and like achieving all these things. But mentally, I'm not doing good. Yeah, I'm so glad you called in. I need you to know how much I respect you and I admire you. And I need you to know that part of why you're doing all of that isn't just to make it look good. It's what... Sometimes when you have been, when someone has been through the trauma that you have been through and has experienced all of that abuse, and I'm sure you've read, you're a brilliant, you're a brilliant young woman, and I'm sure you've, you've read about it, but there is a, there is something called complex PTSD. And complex PTSD is, and I'm not a psychologist, but I was diagnosed with it. And I can only imagine you, you would have, you would have it too. And it's, 
It's when it's not just a trauma. For example, some people experience a terrible trauma, a terrible, an earthquake, a one, you know, one time off, they go to war, they're, they're, they have PTSD. But when you've lived a lifetime of that abuse, it's almost like you've been a prisoner of war. And the level of trauma in your body is so intense. And what they have found, people like you, and I'm, I'm going to say me to make you feel normal, we become extremely high achievers. We become, we, we are so, we're almost so driven in work and we don't know why. We're so driven to accomplish. We're so driven to, um, and so the part of that is your, your brain's, way of protecting you it's trying to get you to safe ground it's trying to that's your brain's way of saying you're so brilliant willow your life matters so much you know and gosh we're getting a lot of feedback but that's that's your that's part of your way of coping is to stay so busy and to keep achieving and to and i remember when it was said to me i was almost in shock and i was offended I was almost offended I was like that's that's not why I've written six books that's not why I've built an international coaching school I'm not trying to prove something I just am a no it's part of it Willow that's part of it and and it's also what can make us feel like we're imploding because you're already carrying so much emotional baggage and then on top of it you're this overachiever that you're, you're there's no space for you to breathe for you to just yeah, you breathe. Don't have to deal with it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's that's what I do. I keep as busy as possible. Like I, I can't even sit at home. Like I'm always on the go because I can't function if I'm still. I have to be busy all the time, or I freaking struggle. I get it. I hear you loud and clear. I understand. And I've had to learn. Now you got to realize I'm nearly 50, so I could be your mom, you know, and I have learned now how to slow down. I'm still a massive overachiever, but I have learned how to, I'm, you know, it's crazy though. Well, I might take a whole weekend off, but I read three books. Like, am I still? I've read three books over a weekend, you know? So I understand. I really, really do. So I think part of this is, I think it's helpful when you understand your brain and you understand that part of what you're doing is this brilliant mechanism of your brain. I call myself a mad scientist. My mad scientist takes over and then I don't have to feel... And I don't have to deal with things. I can just stay really busy healing the world and helping everybody. You're already, right? You're building a nonprofit now and you're going to heal the world. Yeah. So, Willow, part of it, I think it really is helpful when you start to understand why, why you're so busy, why you're pushing yourself so hard and that you don't have to. And that part of why you're doing it really is your your way of of trying to to survive and and not feel all that trauma. What I know though, for me, I, I every time I talk, I'm hearing this crazy feedback. When you talk, it's quiet. When I talk, there's all this feedback. So maybe you should be doing more of the talking. Yeah, 
know it's okay. <laughs> I think it's it, it really helped me when I started to understand. I'm going to turn this down so I don't hear that. It really started to help me when I started to actually understand what complex PTSD is. So I would love for you to get some books. I actually have, I'm going to actually send you something. My professor of coaching, her name is Isabella Viscopova. She's a psychologist and she is a lawyer and she's our professor of coaching at the school. And a couple of years ago, I think it was 2015, same time as you, uh, different ages, obviously, but I had a, just like you, I felt like I, I almost felt like I'm not going to say that you're in that place and forgive me for even suggesting it, but I almost felt like my kids were nearly raised. My business was really successful. I've written the books. I've done what I need to do. I'm done. I got nothing left. I got nothing. I got nothing left to give anybody. I don't have anything for me. And I almost felt like checking out and something broke and I started to write and I wrote my memoir. And honestly, Willow, if I hadn't already written five best-selling books and my other book had already been picked up on Oprah, if I hadn't already had that, I would have been checked into a mental facility because for seven days I cried, I heaved, I threw up, I couldn't hold down any food and I wrote and I wrote around the clock. And I mean, I was tears streaming for seven days and I wrote my memoir and I didn't know what to do with it. And I, I, but it was the most healing thing I now realize it's been, you know, it's now been for five years since then. And I've had this massive healing that I never had in 45 years by finally writing my story. And then, and then I was like, I don't know what to do with this. And I let, I let our professor of coaching, Isabel, I actually asked her, I actually paid her. I said, I don't know what to do with this story. Will you read it? You're so brilliant. Will you read it? And she couldn't get, she said, I threw up Crystal trying to read it. I, I would cry. I would heave. I do know what you've been through. You have something called complex PTSD. And she actually created probably a 50 page PowerPoint presentation for me, just for me, to help me understand me. And I was in shock. I didn't want to be diagnosed. Like, who are you to tell me? Like, I'm not crazy. I am so successful. I'm so smart. I can help heal anybody, anywhere, no matter what they've been through. This is not who I am. But as I, I couldn't even read the PowerPoint. It probably took me a year to get through those 50 pages because I couldn't believe this was me she was describing. And in the end, it was so powerful because I finally got to understand that I'm normal, that the ways I was responding and handling stress and the ways that I, why I'd become such a workaholic, why I was so driven, why it was all normal. And then I started to realize I didn't have to keep doing things that way. That literally was my mad scientist, I call her who takes over and can work day and night and build empires. But am I happy? Am I happy? And I, I needed to do the work to heal and really to heal the trauma. And Willa, I know that you're going to have to too. And you're, you will, you will heal this. There's no doubt in my mind. But I think part of it is, is when you can realize that part of this drive that you have is because you've been so traumatized. 
and it's what it's what it's what you're doing to to not to to, to not almost like really when you think about it it's like it's almost like sink or soar like we don't have middle we don't have that middle ground it's yeah, like if i yeah. if i don't do that i will sink i'll sink yeah. into the depths of despair or i'm soaring above the clouds and everybody wonders how i do it yeah so i understand I really do. If you're here right now, I'd give you the biggest hug and I'd be like, let's go sit by the bonfire and not do anything. And I do a lot of that now, you know. I do a lot of, and I'm alone a lot now. It's crazy to think you, you, me, people like us, we had to be just constantly around people, helping people, helping people, helping, helping, do, do, build, build, fix, fix, achieve, accomplish. Um, and then to learn how to be okay with not is a really big achievement. So how are you feeling? Are you feeling like, the, what are you feeling you want? If you, could, if you could wave a magic wand right now, what is it that you, what would you want? What would you want for your life or even just for the next little while? Um, for the littlest things to stop triggering me. Yep, yep. Um, I mean, the other night, um, there were, they were setting off fireworks by yep. my house. Yep. And, um, I didn't know that they triggered me. And they scared me so bad. I know. Um, I wouldn't even go home that night. I slept in my car because I didn't want to go back home. Mm. I know. And, and I will tell you that those triggers that people don't understand. In fact, you know, I was just talking about this on my Monday call. I was teaching a class on Monday and my father, who I haven't, I haven't heard from my mother. She lives about an hour away and she hasn't had contact with me for about 12 years. You'd think I was this awful person. I'm like a wonderful, loving person and mother and human being, but somehow my mother can't see it. My father, I haven't had contact with him for about seven years, and I finally just bit the bullet, so to speak, and decided I need to contact him. He's getting old, and I just need to have some peace. And I uh, found out that he's very, very sick, and he's on the lung transplant list. And he went in to have a lung transplant surgery on Friday night. The lungs, that the donor lungs, ended up not being the right lungs for him, so he was he's just waiting anyways. I couldn't believe how triggered I was all weekend. I was in this, I read three books, Willow, three. Who reads three books? Oh, wow. Right? But my yeah, husband would real. say to me, my husband says, honey, why do, you, why do you want to think about the past so much? But someone who hasn't been traumatized, they don't understand. You're not thinking about the past. Things like fireworks go off and you're so triggered that your body goes into a state of flight or fight. Yeah. And you go yep. into paralysis. We 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 freeze. We shut down. We we you know yeah. and and unless you are talking to someone that understands it, they don't understand it. Here's what I will tell you though, and I certainly want to support you so that it doesn't take take until you're 50. But my triggers are less and less. You know, probably by 2015, 2016, 
sometimes the triggers would be so bad that I would faint. I would have a seizure. I lost my license because the anxiety was so powerful. And I'm, I want to support you in getting, if someone would have helped me when I was 21, goodness, I mean, maybe I would never have written all the books I've written and done all the work. So it all worked out. But, but your greatest job now is to do whatever it takes to help heal your, your heart and your mind from those constant flashbacks, those emotional flashbacks, those things that just did, you hear something, you see something, a sound, there's, it, you smell something and it can bring you back. Yeah. Are you getting, are you, are you seeing anyone? Are you, are you seeing a therapist that specializes in PTSD? Um, I was seeing a therapist and she did not, um, know how to handle it at all. Like we wasted months. Yeah. um, I know. Off and on. And then I quit and then I went back to her and it was like, Well, honestly, um, the second time that I went back to her, I stopped going because she sent me, I was in a really, really bad place, and um, she sent me to a hospital for a week, so I refused to go back to her. You're angry. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very careful. I'm going to talk to you right now, not as a healthcare professional, but as like sister to sister, friend to friend, okay? Because... I certainly, right now, I'm talking to you as someone who has lived through extreme abuse, sexual abuse, um, being raped by different men, um, physically abused. I've been strangled to the point I passed out. And when I came to my eyes, had all the blood vessels in my eyes had burst. Like, we've been through stuff that you shouldn't have ever been through. And yours are, is far worse. It's, but when worse is worse, it's worse. Like when bad is bad, it's bad. And I sometimes think certain therapists or even, I, I think sometimes even our coaches, they are afraid at times. They almost think, um, well, unless I've lived through something horrid, how will I know? Well, um, the truth is those of us who have lived through horrid things, we can be the most incredible coaches because we have such um empathy and compassion and understanding so I'm speaking to you right now really as a friend and as a mom Um, and I know what that can feel like to go to a therapist that doesn't get it and talks to you or talks to you like you're not as intelligent because of what you went through or that you you're just I actually had a therapist once that I was like aren't you think I'm a dumb blonde like are you taught like almost sexualizing me I've been sexualized my whole life are you as a therapist now going to speak to me in a way that like you know I think sometimes people just don't get it and when we're in that state could you imagine if my husband had said to me I'm checking you in somewhere I just need you to not leave me I'm crying nonstop. I'm not going to kill myself don't leave me I'm not going to kill myself. I yeah, need... that doesn't work at all. I know. I know. Like, it really doesn't. And, like, and it wasn't, it, it made it worse. I actually had to 
um, stay there longer. Like at first it was only going to be like a day or two. And then I ended up staying longer because I had a panic attack because there was guys there. Yeah. And just because I had a panic attack, that showed them that I needed to stay there more. Yeah. And like that did not help me at all. Yeah, they're just so afraid that you're going to do something to hurt yourself. They don't understand. Like even I, thank God, I have not had a panic attack since that time. I finally got really, really serious about healing these flashbacks and triggers and um, my heart. And I'll tell you a big part of it was telling my story. Finally saying, I'm sorry, mom, you haven't talked to me in seven years anyways, just because I said you drink too much. You are a full-blown alcoholic that put us in the most horrid, horrendous, terrible situations. The stuff we lived through, and you're upset that I said once publicly you drink too much. When I finally decided to just start telling my truth, Yes, I lost all my family, but the truth is none of you were there for me my whole life anyways. But I, I finally feel like I'm not crazy. And when you actually have people, Willow, that say, what happened to you? What? What? Th that's dis like outraged for you. It actually starts healing you. When you start to actually have people protect you that are outraged for you, outraged um it's very healing my husband was the first person in my life and I didn't get married to him till I was 38 years old first person in my life that said to my mother if you ever do something like that because she would still like I would be I'm 38 years old and like out of nowhere like I haven't heard from her and forever and out of nowhere I would get some 20 page letter about how much she hates me and the apple doesn't fall too far. And it would just come for no rhyme or reason. And, and my husband was the first person in my life who stood up to her, who stood up for me, who stood up for me, who was outraged for me, outraged. And I actually started. And then when I wrote that memoir and Isabella read it and she went, I don't know anyone who's ever been through this much abuse, Crystal. Do you realize you have something called complex PTSD? And I thought... I didn't even occur to me that I had PTSD, let alone complex PTSD, Willow. Yeah. It didn't even occur to me. Yeah. You have been so yeah. brutally abused, betrayed, neglected, abandoned, hurt. It's outrageous. And your mother, God bless her, and she's not here anymore. She was murdered. I mean... That is just outrageous. That's outrageous. Yeah. It's outrageous what you've been through. And, and you should be so angry. And you probably are uncomfortable even showing your anger. Yeah, I'm definitely, um, I'm definitely angry at this point. It took a while to get there. Yeah, I know. And then finally, to be outraged is healthy. It's, it's so healthy because what you've been through is outrageous, disgusting, off the charts. And I found for me, when I finally allowed myself to feel the outrage of what I'd been through, my healing, my real healing started happening. Don't get me wrong. 
I was wiser than everybody. I was 30 years old and you people were like, you're such an old soul. And I would think I, what I'd already been through by the time I was 15, you, you guys haven't, you, you've had what I've been through in my pinky finger. You haven't had in your whole life. It wasn't that I was so wise. It was that I, I, you have a very high IQ, Willow. I have a very high IQ. And when you combine a very high IQ with that kind of abuse, oh, gosh, it can make for brilliance and genius. And like you're a special soul and you're, you are going to do incredible things in this world. No pressure. No pressure. But the most important thing, it has to be healing, it has to be healing this, this story. What you've lived through is outrageous. So if you could wave a magic wand, what do you want? What do you want to feel? Content. Yeah. What a great word. You know, at peace. peace. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, have you ever, have I ever, have you ever learned about through any of my courses or any of my work? Have you ever heard me talk about Dr. David Hawkins? He has something called a map of consciousness. I've heard of um I've heard the name but I've yeah, don't okay. remember. Yeah. I want to I want to because you're so smart Willow. This can really work. This can help you. It can really help you when you realize that when you were born, you were born this you were born peace. You were peaceful. You were a beautiful, precious, bright light, a gorgeous little girl. And you resonated at the highest levels of consciousness. And I want you to imagine, so we don't get caught up in those words that sound too woo-woo or confusing. Just imagine that you were born into a level of energy or emotions that you were, you were peace. You were peaceful. You were peace. So peace is the brightest light. It is the brightest energy. If you were to imagine it to a piano, it would be those little high notes at the very end of the piano. The ding, 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 ding. Like I actually have a little thing right here. I'm going to, I'm going to imagine that if you could imagine yourself, you would be like that beautiful high sound, that frequency. And then through life, we have things happen to us and we start to almost turn down our light or that beautiful high frequency starts to get slower. So imagine on a piano, the piano just all the way down to the other end. Then you've got that boom, 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 those notes at the end. Well, what we know is that the way that we look at a situation, it, the way that we feel our emotions, they all resonate somewhere. Imagine it just like a piano. So at the very bottom of the spectrum, the lowest place a human being can feel, the way they feel, the way they talk to themselves, the, the heaviest frequency or emotion is called shame. And you've been through things that would have been would have felt so shameful. You didn't do oh, it. Oh, yes. I've actually talked about this with Beth. With Beth. Beautiful. When you yeah, did mentorship I've, I've coaching. I've talked about this with Beth. Yes. So our job now 
especially you and me and people like us who have been so badly abused. Our job now is to stay so aware of that map or that ladder. And instead of thinking I'm climbing the corporate ladder or I'm climbing a ladder to success, we have to climb to our highest self. We have to get back to being ourself, our real self, our greatest self, who we really were meant to be if we'd never been abused. Our job is to take back all of our power or our light so that none of those people that did that get any part of you. They don't get any part of you. What's yours is yours. What's theirs is theirs. So part of it is giving back, giving it back to them. Like, you don't get me. You don't get a part of me. You don't get any piece of me. You don't get a part of my body. You don't get a part of my thoughts. You don't get a part of my brain. You don't get any part of me. So our job is climbing sort of our inside, our inner light. It's like turning the, the dimmer switch back up. And part of why you're so busy being busy is, is when I explain that map of consciousness, when someone has gone through what they've gone through and they carry such shame, we can't, it's almost virtually impossible to not carry deep shame when you've been so violated. Part of it is though for us to keep telling ourselves, I have nothing to be ashamed of. There, they are to be ashamed. You have nothing to be ashamed of. But we have to do the work to keep reminding ourselves. So why we get so busy being busy is so that we don't feel that shame. And we don't feel guilty that, you know, it's just so interesting. My sister was seven years younger than me and your brother is, you know, seven, eight years younger than you, nine years younger than you, whatever it is. And um, I felt such guilt. You know, I would have been around your age. I was 18. I got a scholarship to university and I didn't take it. I didn't move away. I moved my sister in with me. And I felt such guilt for my sister. And I felt guilt for even talking about my mom. I felt, I almost thought that I, like, I just really, and you know what's crazy? Well, by the time I was 25, I had gained about 100 pounds. And I just really thought I was going to help all the women in the world who were chubby lose weight. That was my purpose. It didn't even occur to me back then that the reason I'd put on 100 pounds was that I'd been so brutalized and sexually abused that it was protection. I just thought, oh, we're, we're all just going to eat healthy now. We're all going to. And then you lose that weight and you feel so vulnerable. And. I lost the weight and lost my marriage. I didn't have the tools to know how to. I still didn't have those tools. I was smart. I could write books. I could outthink people. I could outtalk people. I could even outtalk myself. So our job and your job is to, if you can keep kind of realizing that your brain is doing these things to protect you, and at a certain point, too much is too much and there's just too you just can only do so much and I'm going to promise you if you don't get through school as fast and if you don't start the nonprofit right now everybody the world is going to carry on everything's going to be okay and you're just not going to have quite so much pressure on your shoulders yeah but I get it part of what gives you purpose and takes away the anxiety and this and the fears and the triggers is doing work that makes a difference and helping other people. Yep. 
So I really understand, and I'm so happy that you called in. And sometimes you just, I think sometimes when we're in that place, we just need someone to say, I get you, I hear you, and you are doing extraordinary. You are extraordinary. And, you know, you really are. You're just extraordinary. And I hate what happened to you. I hate it. I hate it. I hate those men. I'm so sorry to say that I, I hate what your mother did. Like, I hate it. It's, it's, it's vile. It's disgusting. It's outrageous. And let yourself feel that, too. It's healthy to let yourself feel that because you're not going to stay in anger forever. But I'll tell you one thing. Shame. Then it builds up to guilt. And then there's blame, and then there's sorrow, and fear, and desire, and anger, and pride. And that is right on the cusp of pushing into the higher levels of consciousness. So what I love is what I'm hearing from you is you've taken all of that pain and suffering, and you're channeling into pride and dignity and courage and willingness. Like you are so high resonating. Compared to, like, where you could be, my goodness. What do you need right now? Um, I don't know. A big hug. Someone to help you. Yeah. A break. Relief. Yeah. I know. I know. You know, it's interesting. I remember when I got my book deal and it, it, my first book did so well. And I was meeting with the president of Hay House Publishing. He did not he didn't have a clue what I'd been through in my life. And for the first time in my life, I felt safe and I felt content. And that my second book had just come out and we were out having dinner in. I was doing an event, the I Can Do It event in Las Vegas. And he asked if we could book a lunch or coffee or dinner or something. He just wanted to connect with me to see how his his superstar author was doing. And I said to him, I just feel so content. And he scared the shit out of me because he said, oh, that is the worst thing. I've, I can't believe I'm hearing you say you're content. The worst thing is to be content. You'll you'll you're not you're going to stop selling books if you get content. You got to stay you never want to be and I thought that was like the I, what? I'm not allowed to finally be content? Like I don't think you understand. I dream of peace. I dream of having peace inside. Your words are my words. Those are my words. That's what I search for. What's when I say you want to wave a magic wand, what do you want to feel? Some people are like, I want adventure. I want to be famous. I want to, I'm like, I, I just want peace. I just want peace. Peace. I just want to be content. I want to feel safe inside my brain, my body, my heart, my life. The good news is that you're on, on the right track. You know what you really want to feel. And, you know, that's the first step to manifesting is you got to get really clear on what you want and you want to feel content. So, my darling, you have to seek out things that will bring that contentment to you, that will bring you more peace. And if working two and a half jobs and going to school and graduating early and pushing yourself the way you're pushing yourself isn't bringing you peace, you can slow down a bit. No. 
you know? Hmm. So what are you what are you gonna do this weekend for you? I work this weekend. You work? Uh, yeah. Do you ever not work? No, I work every day. And the weekends I work twelve hour shifts. Yeah, but but does it help for you to at least understand why why you're doing that? Yeah, definitely does. I know. It really is amazing. I'm going to send you that, and it's very private because it was designed for me, and she picked different stories and said, the reason that you let that abuser back into your life and the reason that you did that and the reason you did this and why you did that, Crystal, this is why. And anyone that went through what you went through would do the same thing. You're normal. That was huge for me. It actually pissed me off and helped me at the same time. Like, I'm not normal. I'm special. Uh, well, I am special, and you are special. But what you're doing and how you're handling things is normal for someone that's been so traumatized. And I find that can be a really great starting place to, to start really helping for you to see, like, oh, my God, of course I'm making the choices I'm making because... That's my brilliant brain's way of trying to keep me from feeling all that trauma. Yeah, it's protecting you. Yeah. But at a certain point, it starts to hurt you. It starts to implode on you. It's distracting you. Yeah. And that's it. And for a while, sometimes we do have to distract. Sometimes it's like, I can't heal this right now, so I have to distract it. But at a certain point, you can't just keep running from it and staying busy. Have you have you ever thought about writing your story? Yeah. Why don't you? I would love to support you. You should be in my new book. I don't know where to start. You should huh? take a chapter in my new book. I have a new book coming out called Simply Woman. It's stories from 30 different women from around the world who have who have gone through something and are are making a difference now, and I would love to have you in my book. I had actually put in an application to it. You did? But um, usually, yeah, like usually I get, um, like I, I mean, I've only put in something. I think it was for the first class that I did with the Emotional Edge. Yeah. And, like, I got, like, an email back about it. So, like, I just didn't know if you got it or, like, well, you know, I I, we know. we like got that, really. good. I'm glad you did. I'm going to be on the lookout for you. I, I'm I'm going to tell you right now. I'm choosing you as one of the women for my book. I already I already want you in it. I want you in it. You're in it. So we're going to be working with you to help you tell part of your story. And I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be hard telling that story, and it's going to make you cry, and it's going to bring things up, and it might feel unsafe as you're writing, but on the other side is freedom. Yeah. The more you talk about Someone, it. Someone um, just asked me. To... Go ahead. Sorry. What did you say, um, Madeline? My, my daughter? friend, oh. um, mm -hmm. my friend Jackie just um, asked me the other day, like, 
um, you've been physically like free almost a year, but do you really think that you're actually free yet? And like at first, I didn't understand what she meant because, like to me, um, I felt like freedom regarding this meant like you're no longer in that situation, like you're able to do life. Yeah. But like freedom is so much more than just physically being free. It's like, I mean, like now I'm living, I'm still dealing with the after yeah. effects of it all. Yeah. So like you're truly not free yet. No. You're not, you're not free yet. You're not free yet, but it's your job. It's your most important job. Your most important job in life is to heal that so that you can be free because they have no business being inside of you any longer. Nobody has any business and you have no business letting anybody be in your brain, in your thoughts, in your fear, in your adrenaline, in your adrenal glands. We're going to get rid of them. They And I've done it. I've really done it. Like, I don't have the triggers and flashbacks that I used to have. I can't imagine. Like, I lost my license because something could happen and I'd go down for the count and I'd be shaking on the floor with my eyes rolled back in my head. That is called, I just kept running, not even knowing I was running until my body shut down and said, you're going to have to deal with this. And I'm, I, I, I know you're going to do it. You're going to be okay, Willow. You're going to be better than okay. You're going to be extraordinary. You're going to have a life that you create, that you love, and that you deserve. And I promise you, just because you've been so wounded doesn't mean you're going to stay wounded forever. And you're just on the other side of this. This is only, this is still very new and fresh. It's only been a year that the police got involved and the FBI got involved. And, you know, you've gotten a new name. You've gotten a new, did you not like get a new social insurance number, everything? Like you have a new identity. Yeah. And it, it was really hard. I mean, it took six months pretty much. I can't imagine. And now you're, 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 it's, it, it's there's a lot that you're you're gonna have to deal with and you will do it and you know we're here to support you we have mentorship coaches you need to have a coach every week call in on these Fridays and talk with me I'm here for you and you're gonna get an email shortly in the next couple of weeks that I'm gonna we've had hundreds and hundreds of applications for that book so I haven't seen them all yet we're still going through them so I'm telling you right now, you're in that book. I want you in that book. You're going to be in that book. And you're going to work with my editors, and we're going to help you tell that story. And that's going to help part of your healing. That is going to be a deeper level of healing for you. And you're going to keep talking about it. And I see you on stages. I see you doing a TED Talk very soon. And I see that TED Talk having millions of views. And that's not to put pressure on you to keep accomplishing things. It's just going to be what it is. And I would never wish what I went through on anybody, not my worst enemies. But I tell you something, who I am today is part of all of that. And I love who I am today. And the day is going to come where you're going to love who you are and love your life because you are so lovable. 
And your life matters so much. And not just if you start a nonprofit, just you, you alone. Just you alone matters so much, even if you accomplish nothing, Willow. It's hard to believe that. I know. I know. I know. But you know, I have this funny feeling you've always known that you were special, even in that craziness. And, and if you didn't know, I know that you are something special. Thank you. And your mom's name was Crystal, wasn't it? Yeah. So I'm 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 a mom for you. I'm Crystal, but I'm a positive, happy Crystal that's gonna bring love and joy and safety to you in your life. And you're gonna keep surrounding yourself with people who want the best for you. I'm so glad you called in today. Yep, thank you. I know we didn't really do a lot of coaching. We just did a lot of chatting like friends would. Um, and I hope that's I hope that was enough for you for today. Yeah, it definitely helps like to have somebody that actually understands instead of like just like not. I know. I know. I really do. I really do. Like sometimes you just need someone to say, I I understand. And holy shit, I want to punch everybody out. Like, I just want to, I just want to beat every one of those people. But we're love muffins now. We don't beat people up. But we, you are going to, you are going to get back to a good place. My, my darling, you are have faith. There's good people in the world. There are way more good people than there are bad, that's for sure. But those bad ones, boy, they do bad things. Yeah. But there are so many good, good people. And you just got to keep seeking those, those people out. We have amazing mentorship coaches I would love to set you up with. Let's keep getting you with one of my coaches every week. Have someone to talk to. Okay. You know, I'm looking right now, I have Taryn, who's on the call right now. She's one of my coaches that's doing her mentorship coaching. And Taryn has been through a terrible rape when she was in university on her birthday. A man broke in through her window and raped her in bed while she was in university. And she is getting ready to graduate right now. She needs to do some practice coaching before she can graduate. I would love to pair the two of you up. I would love for her to do some coaching with you. She would understand. She would get it. She would get you. You would get her. Okay. Could I do that? Yeah, that's fine. I would love to to have you have some time with Taryn, do some coaching with her. <clears throat> and let's get you into that book. Let's get you telling your story. And every time you tell it, it's going to get easier. And it's going to get easier. And the triggers are going to be less and less. And that's the only way is through it. You can't run from it. You can't go under it. You can't go around it. You can't. You can't. You can't jump high enough to get over it. You got to go through it. Yeah. And it sucks. And it's unfair. But freedom is on the other side. 
I hope it doesn't sound crazy for me to tell you that I love you. I know I don't even really know you, but I love you. And I want you to know that. And if you were here right now, I'd give you a big hug. And I'd be like, you just need to stay in my house for a while and have someone take care of you. And I cooked some mashed potatoes and chicken pot pie today. My kid's over here. She's doing makeup for all these prom girls. And I cooked some mashed potatoes and some chicken pot pie and some corn. And I would be giving that to you right now. You'd be sitting at the table with my other daughters and you'd be one of us. So it just sucks that you got a shit-ass mother. Yeah. And it sucks that I got a shit-ass mother. Some of us just got shit-ass mothers. Yeah. Giving you a big hug, Okay. Okay, thank you so much. Darling, you hang in there and you call us and you stay in touch. As lonely as it feels at times, you're not alone anymore. Okay? I know I wish I could wave a magic wand right now and just make everything perfect. And in time, you're just going to keep climbing higher and higher until the day will come that you realize the truth of who you are. You are amazing. You are beautiful. You are you just got shit-ass parents. And there's no other way to say it. If you'd been born to me, look at who you'd be. You know? So. Yeah, that's true. It's the truth. I think it all the time. I see certain kids and I think, God, if you could have just been born to me. Like, oh. And but Willow, we were. We were born to the mothers we were born to, and maybe we chose them. Maybe you chose your mom before you even came down here, and you were like, God, I just want to figure this thing called life out. And he was like, okay, I'm going to give you the worst possible thing, and then you're going to come through it, and then you're going to figure out how to love yourself in spite of that. And you're going to be the most powerful, loving woman. And you're... You are going to get to stay in heaven this time because you ain't coming back again. You did it. You you did the worst of the worst and you came through it. You know, I don't know. I don't know why we chose the parents we chose, but the good news is that we're adults now and we can choose our friends. We can choose support and we can choose to be around people that love us and are there for us. Yeah, definitely. So you're going to make good choices. I'm sending you love, okay? Okay, thank you. Let's stay in touch. We'll talk soon. I love you too. Okay. Wow, you know, it's not easy. Not easy. Like, you know, and for those of you that are coaches, could you imagine if you got if you got if you got beautiful Willow as one of your clients and you were to think, I can't coach her. She has too much trauma. I can't do this. Your job is is to listen. And to realize that we're, we're all human beings and we all have this range of emotions within us. And no matter what you've been through, your job is not to be a therapist, to rehash it all. But your job is to help shift that person a little higher. And if it is just to let them know that you're loved, that you matter, that you alone are enough, then that's still a beautiful gift that you're going to give to your client. So... I'm sending all of you so much love today. I'm sending Willow huge love. So, so, so much love. And to all of you that are listening today, be good to yourself. Be kind to yourself because you matter so very much. 
Thank you for joining us today on Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and it's been my honor to spend this time with you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show to get the coaching that you need, please visit www.swatinstitute.com. And remember, empowerment equals choice. It's always up to you.